important this is Adiket and I host the evening show on 94.3 Radio 1 and me along with Fabian sir getting you politics for dummies where we understand politics then and now we understand politics right and left so what are you waiting for put on your headphones and strap on because you are going to have a ride of your life welcome joining us today is Mr Fabian All right, uh welcome back and a very happy day to everybody. A very special episode of Politics for Dummies because for the first time in a very long time I'm actually not in Delhi while I'm recording this episode. I'm all the way in Maharashtra. Uh joining us from Delhi, Fabian, how are you doing today? Good. We are going to bright sunshine outside. Nice. I'm on the opposite weather. I am in a very gloomy rainy Maharashtra. So that's good for me. That's good for me. Uh Fabian, how has the last week been for you? Well, we had of course the Independence Day. Yes. And uh, coinciding with that uh, in our neighborhood uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. A yeah. part of uh, what we call SARC, South Asian subcontinent. South Asian region cooperation. Yeah. Yes. Council. So yeah. something happened. the reverberations gonna... of which are still being felt of course of course we'll get there but we got to learn a little bit of history we got to learn a little bit of politics for that so fabian let's take us back to uh, bush's era it all boils down to white people and americans take us back to bush's era what actually made usa invade afghanistan in the first place let's let's learn that then we'll go to taliban and then we'll we'll progress from there Yeah, only thing is that can I take you a little uh, farther in uh, the in time? Oh, sure, please. If there is something before before that, then let's go before that. Okay. Well, you know there was a government in Afghanistan. It was a uh-huh. communist communist government. Okay, and it was elected and all that. That was in the late seventies. Okay. Then in America, President Carter was the president. Yeah. But there was a man called Bersinski, originally from Poland. He was okay. uh, the national security advisor to Carter. Now we are talking about the late 1970s. The mm-hmm. Soviet Union was still there. Yeah. Powerful Soviet Union, and Bersinski wanted to entangle. the soviet military somewhere so that his country poland and other countries in eastern europe could feel more freedom okay therefore he got special permission from carter 
to send in special forces to Afghanistan who started, uh, you know, some revolts. They fomented some revolts. Okay. Now, the government in Kabul got frightened and they thought that they were in real danger and they went to Moscow and asked Brezhnev to send in the forces. Brezhnev, without consulting the Politburo, he just consulted his kitchen cabinet and sent in the forces. Okay. That was a Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Yeah. And that day, Bershinsky sent a telegram to his president, congratulations, we have given them a Vietnam. Oh. Well, then you know what happened. Yeah. America intervened, Saudi Arabia intervened, Pakistan was there, America pumped in money. They had the Mujahideens, yeah. including Osama bin Laden, whom America supported, funded, and lionized. All right? And the Soviet Union had to go back after, you know, uh, heavy losses leading to the dissolution of the Soviet Union, okay? And Poland and other countries could become free. All right. So Brzezinski right. got what he wanted. Final freedom. Yeah. Then America lost interest in Afghanistan. Uh, of course, government in Kabul lasted a couple of years, even after the Soviet Union withdrew. But in 92, they fell. Okay. And uh, there was, uh, what shall I say, instability in Afghanistan. Warlords okay. competing, killing each other, their followers. Okay. At that time, the Taliban got together and they established, they grabbed power in uh, 96. Yes. 1996. So, so 1996 to 2001. Yeah. yeah. And the okay. word Taliban means students. All right. And of course, they were quite nasty to women, but it was crime-free. And the world ignored. India did not recognize. Yeah. UAE recognized. You Pakistan, know, Pakistan of course. But the rest of the world just ignored them. Okay. Then came 9-11. Yeah. You know about 9-11. Yes. Then George Bush, he came to know that Osama bin Laden was in Afghanistan. Now, I want to make one point clear about 9-11. Osama bin Laden certainly had inspired the people who did it, but we have no evidence that he masterminded it. Okay. One thing to inspire is one thing to, one thing, something else to mastermind. To conspire, anyway, yes. Anyway, Bush said, told the government in Kabul, surrender him. We need him. Okay. And the Taliban government said, let us talk about it, how to do it. But Bush did not want any talks. He invaded. Okay. And they occupied. Then they went on nation building. They organized okay. election, this and that. So that is what happened. And then they didn't know how to get out. Okay. <laughs> and we do not know 
how many trillions of dollars they have spent because even President uh, Biden said more than a one trillion dollars. Yeah. But I heard this morning from the CNN, the previous uh, defense secretary yeah. saying it was probably two trillion dollars. Oh, damn. That's a lot of money. And 4,400 some lives, American and NATO. Okay. So Trump wanted to, you know, get out. So he yeah. started the so-called Doha talks with the Taliban. With the Taliban, not the Afghan government. Not with them. In fact, Trump excluded the Afghan government. <laughs> okay. And a deal was done between okay. Americans and uh, the, the Taliban. That, uh, you know, uh, Afghan government will uh, release the prisoners. Taliban also will release the government prisoners with them. Yeah. And that there will be a power sharing agreement between Taliban and the government in Afghanistan. Okay. Trump uh, wanted to flee, but uh, his military advisors were able to stop him. Okay. But Biden, he wanted to get out because he says that there is no good timing for getting out. So he announced he was getting out. And of course, NATO followed, you know. Um, after all, America is the overlord of NATO. Yes. So NATO followed. And what this is very sad. Till then, the Afghan soldiers were being paid from funds provided by America. Yeah. After announcing the withdrawal, America stopped funding. Yeah. The soldiers were either not paid or underpaid. True. Okay. Their morale, you know. And another thing is that uh, Biden spoke the other day about 300,000 Afghan soldiers. Soldiers, yes. Equipped and trained by NATO. Okay. Yeah. But in fact, we have reason to believe it is much less than that. They may be on paper. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there are sort of so many discrepancies. They've been deleting and they've been shredding and destroying evidence of what's going on in Afghanistan. Uh, from 96 to 2000, uh, Taliban took over and the situation was horrible. And then it is happening 20 years later. The same thing, history is repeating itself, is no less than a movie. Uh, Fabian, uh, Taliban as... Uh, Taliban, is it supposed to be categorized as a terrorist organization or a cult or an extremist organization? How do we categorize Taliban? What category they are into? I personally think it is wrong to categorize them as a terrorist organization for the reason that it is true that they have committed terrorist acts, but they are not just mere terrorists. They have got widespread grassroots level support. And don't forget, they were the government from 96 to 2001. Yeah. 99. Okay. And they have, you know, so it is wrong to call them terrorists. In fact, the question you raised is very interesting. The Security Council had a meeting yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, it does not make any difference because the Security Council has branded them as a terrorist organization. Okay. There is even a sanctions committee. Okay. On Taliban. Now, if you call me a terrorist, 
I will do what I want. And you can't complain if yeah. I commit terrorist acts. Can you? Yeah. Nope. You've already branded me that. Yeah. <laughs> so the Security Council meetings will have no impact. So why aren't the rest of the world interfering in this situation right now? Because everybody is saying that America left Afghanistan high and dry and they shouldn't have done that. But what couldn't be accomplished in 20 years would not be accomplished overnight and that's why the withdrawal. So why is the rest of the world not interfering when there is a chance? Why is it the reminiscence of Vietnam the way it was back in the year? Let me ask you a counter question. What can the rest of the world do? Neither the Security Council nor the regional countries cannot put together a force and send that force to Afghanistan unless Taliban agrees to it. Okay? okay. And how can you talk to Taliban when you call them a terrorist? So that is okay. point number one. Okay. Point number two is that Taliban has you know, grabbed power in Afghanistan. And I would say this time, more or less peacefully. As you know, yes, there was no war. The, yeah, provincial capitals and uh, the governor or others, they just, uh, you know, handed over them the keys and ran True. away. True. If permitted. You know, True. What I mean? so it was yeah. more or less peaceful. I, I mean, Kabul also, <laughs> they didn't come with tanks and this and that. They don't have tanks. <laughs> they came on cycles, yes. So what I mean, it was a peaceful, bloodless revolution. Yeah. I think what is now required is the rest of the world to engage with Taliban, okay. talk to them, and put pressure on them, diplomatic pressure on them, to, you know, do what is right. That is, for example, I strongly feel women and children, women and girls, their rights should not be, you know, abridged. Taken away. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So that is what is required, and this applies to India also. We seem to be in a hurry to get out. You know, I mean, the Western embassies, some of them have got out. They yeah. first went to the airport, and then, you know, they had yeah. their military planes. But my view is that, don't forget, Chinese embassy is remaining. Russian embassy is remaining. Remaining. Of course, Pakistan embassy is remaining. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're not, we're not even talking about Pakistan at this point. No, no, time, I'm so just yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now, we should not be in a hurry to leave. And Taliban, for what it's worth, has told publicly, they are not a threat to the foreign embassies. And they want India to do constructive work. Okay. Okay. So, it is uh, incumbent on us not to walk out, you know. The embassy should remain there and it says that the government is planning to get Hindus and Sikhs out and all that. No, we should talk to Pakistan, to the Taliban and ask them, listen, my, our people are worried. They fear. Now, can you give them the reassurance? Can you okay. tell us? You know, okay. that is what is required. Because otherwise, let me make it very clear, there is big, big, big danger. And that danger, I don't know whether I had explained it once, we have to recognize that there is a deep nexus between Russia and China. True. We know that. Which yeah. got strengthened after Russia annexed uh, the Crimea. Okay? Now, China is trying to get into Iran. True. We discussed about the Iran nuclear deal and how yes. China has contracted to put in $400 billion there. Yes. And the nuclear deal is not getting revived. 
yes. which means it is Russia, China, and Iran. Okay. Now Pakistan goes wherever China goes. Which is very true. It's the lap dog. Yes. And if Taliban, which has now come into power in Afghanistan, with great support from ISI, Inter-Service Intelligence Agency of Pakistan, yeah. Well, look at the map and see for yourself: Russia, China, Iran, Pakistan, and Afghanistan. Not good yeah. for us. Not good nope. for anyone. No, absolutely not. We including by them. Including by them. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, if Taliban is not a terrorist organization uh, by the means of their act, which was right now, which was a very peaceful transition. I mean, we are calling it peaceful. We're calling it bloodless, but. Clearly, it wasn't one of that. It was a surrender by the Afghani government. So, if Taliban is not a terrorist organization, are we calling them people's organization, which you know took over and got free from the Americans and the NATO's who were oppressing them for such a long time? Is that true? Because we all know that America just loves war for no reason. So, whether it be Iran, whether it be Palestine, whether it be Afghanistan, wherever America goes. Destruction follows. So, will Afghanistan right now, if Taliban says that they will be better, will be better? Is that something that we can predict or assume? No, I'll put it this way: Taliban has retaken their power. Yes. Okay, after twenty years. All right, and let us talk to them and let us make them behave better. Let us not go back into the past. You know, I've seen some of the. Uh, a scholar saying that oh there was a, a Kabul uh, uh, I mean uh, airjack I mean hijacking of Indian Indian airlines and all that you know yeah, in the last yeah. century yeah no, that is all there but my point is that you know diplomacy means talking to those who are in power absolutely true so once again let's circle back to America here because uh, America is literally. At the center of all of this, because uh, America went ahead and created a distance between China. America went ahead and created a distance between uh, Russia. America went ahead and created a rift in the Middle East, including Afghanistan. So, what are the repercussions, political repercussions, for the new Democrat elected government in USA? Well, uh, Biden has, of course, uh, uh, you know, declared that he stands by his decision. I agree with him that um, uh, there is no good time to leave, and it was yeah. necessary to leave. But uh, he should have waited till there was a power-sharing agreement between the government in Kabul and Taliban. Okay, okay. Should have waited, and not you know give these unnecessary deadlines. Okay. What about the equipment, the money that has been spent in Afghanistan, uh, whether it be Humvees, the helicopters, the drones, and all of that, right? What about that? Will that be a black stamp, like a black mark on American uh, name? Because Vietnam, it was clearly the same when you know there was a Black Hawk helicopter chopper that took away people from the embassy, and this time it's similar incident that happened. So, uh, will this be a black mark on American name, and this time it will stay for a long time? Well, what happened was that a part of the equipment and all that they have taken away, but the rest, you know, they had handed over to the Afghan government army. Mm-hmm. You know, so it will be a black mark, and people will remember for a long time to come. 
how America came in with such fanfare and went out in utter humiliation. Ah, Americans, they never learn from their mistake. But uh, this has been a wonderful experience, a wonderful learning curve to understand what's happening in Afghanistan. Uh, if people have more questions, they can always hit us up on our Instagram handle, that's FG Smartcast. Uh, and also you can DM me directly on the radio, Aniket, to ask any questions towards Fabian and we'll definitely go ahead and answer all those questions. Uh, Fabian, this has been fun learning. Uh, did you ever experience any person or any situation from the Afghan embassy or the ambassador or a diplomat? Did you ever had a conversation with any of those? Not recently in Delhi, but when I was in Rome, uh, there was a protocol officer with FAO. He had married a, a princess. Wow. Sahir Shah's daughter. And I remember her name was Al-Hind. Mm. Princess Al-Hind. A-L- Chayali. Wow, what a name. What a name. So that's it. That's That was the only interaction that you had with an Afghani uh, uh, citizen? Yes, but I met the, I mean, not recently, but earlier before COVID and all that with the Afghan ambassador here and all that. Okay, that's, that's about it, man. That's about it. Afghani people are really nice. It's just that the timing has always been wrong. Uh, please, let's let's hope and pray that, you know, things get better for them. Uh, thank you so much, Fabian, for being a part of the show. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. I hope there is not such a bigger thing that happens next week. Something small that we can discuss on, but <laughs> I really hope so. Uh, we'll you. see you and I'll my be in pleasure. Delhi when we do the next episode. All right, yeah, Fabian. My, my pleasure. See you soon. In Delhi. In Delhi. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.